<laughs> oh, recording. Yep. <laughs> I didn't have my finger on the button because my finger's out of commission. <laughs> there we go. All so, right. What section were we supposed to start on? What was the first one? Um, I believe it was baptism, maybe? Holy Spirit of Promise. Did we already talk about Holy Spirit of Promise in the last one? No, no. Where am I at? Every good thing. We did every good thing. I know we did that. Yeah. I think so I think we start on 281, being born again, because that's mm -hmm. where all of my highlights end from the previous one and, and nothing's highlighted there. So 281 <laughs> through who something. I don't know. I'll look up. I do have the schedule on my computer. Just a second. Um, 281 through 305. So being born again through the endowment which Leslie said that she would love to cover that section. <laughs> I do have a big old question. <laughs> That's a lot of pages. Uh -huh, yeah, it worked out to about 20 per section, but this one kind of uh, took a little bit more. But yeah, so mom said that there was quite a discussion about endowment in group A too. I don't know exactly what that was, but maybe let's just start there. What, what do we got? <laughs> we can kind of work backward. And... What page is that on? That is on... 300. Yeah, 300 at the top. Can I... Can I jump in? <laughs> yeah, jump in, start us off on a good rabbit hole. Oh, gosh, okay. So it's actually on 301, and it was about the Hugh Nibley quote the, at the top. <clears throat> um, and it's, it's not, it's a, yeah, I'll, I'll just carry on. Uh, Hugh Nibley, a noted LDS scholar, <clears throat> makes this same astonishing observation of what the endowment actually offers us. The temple is teaching, I don't have enough light here, teaching us um, among other, many other things to approach the veil and be endowed with translation or some other gift. Um, yes, totally true. But my mind went from there thinking of, of, um, I, I don't know what to say and what not to say, but um, the, the second- You can't talk about the, the signs, the tokens, or the names, right? Yeah. Things, but pretty much anything else we can talk about. Elder okay. Bednar went through that in the talk. Okay, well, we can run all through our head the things that, the, the big meaty thing, so mm -hmm. the second. So does this mean, that we are that we are um, enabling. I don't know how to say it, but we <laughs> are. <laughs> um, ah! I wish we were all in the celestial room right now. Uh -huh. that, that, yeah, talk about it freely. That our whole, all of our lineage, is a part of that because of what we have done because of that state mm -hmm. that yeah so like um 
me and my mom were, were kind of going through this when we were going through Isaiah decoded and learning about the Davidic covenant. And then when uh, we, we had our eyes opened to the sun servant level, uh, we mm-hmm. weren't even thinking seraphim level yet, but uh, the sun servant level and going through the endowment and going, whoa, and then how that applies in at the veil, it was like mind blowing, like, holy cow. Yeah. I, like, was- I always wondered and I was like, well, maybe I'll understand it when I actually get to the veil or whatever what I'm saying. But no, I mean, there, there's huge power in um, all of that that you're talking about, enabling that for for generations kind of thing. All. <laughs> so it's so when I first started, it was introduced to Abraham. I'm thinking, OK, so does that mean that it only takes one righteous couple being successful in that for the whole your whole entire lineage uh-huh yeah i i definitely think so because like the the power that one person can can change and affect in in a family line i think is huge and i think that that's kind of the whole point behind family history even though we kind of go through the rigmarole right of yeah. and uh, going to the temple and sometimes it gets so uh mundane like a routine i guess you'd say yeah. uh, that we kind of forget the the power that the ceiling uh covenant has to to reach uh down into the depths of hell and, and save family members kind of thing um but i think that you know we're never in it alone but i mean sometimes some families there really is only like one person for a few generations right but um as we we grow and and gather uh we we start realizing that um, many of our, our ancestors who have passed just needed the ordinances in order to start acting as kings and queens and, and doing this uh, mm-hmm. with us. And uh, that, that great power of linking so that there's a synergistic movement throughout, um, rippling throughout your, your family lines kind of thing almost. I don't know. I'm just kind of talking. In <laughs> I think when we, when we do that and we are righteous in that, we have a huge impact on our posterity, mm-hmm. right? So we, our actions can bring great blessings to our posterity. And then we do family history to then tie the, our ancestors to us tie us to our ancestors so that they then can do the same for their posterity right Mm -hmm. so um i think that's how it works backwards and forwards it's a two-part thing Mm -hmm. yeah but i i find it interesting um when he goes through the steps right he goes through all the different steps of uh it's starting on page 302 right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um it's it's actually i guess on 304 that first the first bullet bullet point worthiness and unflinching obedience at last invite us to the veil and we speak with the lord right he makes sacred pronouncements promises unconditional blessings plants a precious seed of truth in our mind, right? And then the next one is that we approach the veil again and this time get to see him and enter his presence, right? Mm -hmm. So we go through these processes in the temple 
on our way to the celestial room, right? So we really are being taken through all of these steps. And as you go through the endowment, you're, you're shown you do this and then this and then this and then this and then this. And so many of us think, oh, well, that's all it is. It's done. Um, so many people, they don't see the significance. They don't take it and apply it to their personal life. They think everything is just there in the temple. And I think we're at the, in the temple, we're given the pattern of what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a lot more involved than the 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it takes to the pattern. Mm-hmm. You know, but those people who aren't ready for that, those people who don't see that, the ones who, um, you know, they'll just continue doing their same thing and, you know, falling asleep in the endowment sessions. Or, you know, of course, we all have that problem. Yeah. I'm really bad at that. But just take it lightly. I mean, Hmm. I've sat in an endowment session before where I've had people behind me sitting and whispering and I'm like oh my gosh you can't stop talking you know that kind of thing um so it it just we we all that's how we approach you know we're being taught and then we can uh do with it what we feel we -hmm. should and whatever we learn we're accountable for so yeah Yeah. anyway sorry I'm just curious about what what you guys talked about, Darlene, at six o'clock. In my blessing, my Petrarch blessing, the the um towards the very end, it says that all of my because of my efforts, all of my family from the ancient of days to the whole chain will be num- num- numbered among the righteous. So it, and I had kind of forgotten about that until I read this thing and went, okay, I think that's what it's actually saying. Uh-huh. So, yeah, when things start clicking and, and distilling upon our soul, like uh, we realize it's been there all along kind of thing, whether it's our patriarchal blessing, whether it's the scriptures or whatever. And then it's like, oh, and then just wait uh, a couple months or whatever, and then you'll get another layer. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, it's amazing that the way that the Lord works in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Nancy was saying, it's a 90 minute pattern now, <laughs> but yet uh, it is literally everything if we'll, we'll take the time to, to discern and, and learn uh, from, from uh, God what it all means for our own personal application. Um, you were gonna say something, Darlene, I could see it. <laughs> oh, you're muted, mom. You're muted. Gosh. I was oohing and ah, and nobody could hear me. Darn it! <laughs> anyway, I was saying that I, what one big thing I've learned in the last year is about these iniquities, which are uh, covenant curses that are passed on to our posterity, us and our posterity through our ancestors and stuff, and it it behooves us to, if we're commanded, if we know how to do that, that we're supposed to go back and, and clear those lines. And so that our posterity will be free from, from that, because those things get passed down um, 
for generations sometimes. And anyway, it's just, it's really important. And it, it seems like um, a lot of people don't get that learned. It was in Isaiah decoded, wasn't it? Where we learned about that, the difference between sin and iniquities. And mm -hmm. that's where we had first heard it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And but then you go back to the scriptures, like I said, it's literally everywhere. It's been there the entire time. I just uh -huh. separated yeah. them out. Uh huh. But anyway, it's, we're supposed to clear those out. And, and there's a lot of generations that don't get it, you know? So, you know, like you talked about, you know, one couple, you know, if they get it, then they have a big responsibility to flesh out their line and, and get that taken care of. Well, that was the first thing I thought of when you talked about your shoulder, Cameron. Mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> definitely, definitely part of it for sure so how do we go about doing that did we discuss that when we read isaiah i don't remember yeah um by taking on a davidic covenant for those people and, people. and uh when you pray and you can ask what um which ones uh need help and a lot of it, um, anyway, I've been, it's been very open with me, with my prayers and, and, and Heavenly Father just tells me, bing, 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 you know, what, what I need to be working on next and everything, so. It's not as clear for me in my prayers. That's one of my mom's gifts, I guess. <laughs> I have to really work for it, but um, yeah, it, it's like chapter six, somewhat of chapter seven in the Isaiah decoded discussions. I think um, that sun servant chapter. Yeah, it's on the sun servant level. Yeah. So you're praying for your ancestors? Uh, uh -huh. Yeah, to, um, to heal that which needs healed. Um, uh, Elder Renlund talked about it in his talk so perfectly, and I didn't catch on when the, the talk was originally given, but um, he's talking about the healing on the other side of the veil and how we work with the missionaries on the other side of the veil to actually heal those generations and, and things. Anyway, Which uh, talk was that? Do you remember by Renlin? Um, it was in one of the Roots. Roots I'm not oh, in exactly Roots. sure. I think it's like it. Yeah, I'll, I'll find it after this group. Let me note that down. Renlin. Can I? story too mm -hmm. um it was some months after my husband passed away uh, i don't know how long it's been but it was it was um when things were still pretty fresh um his uh one of his closest friends called me and said i just had a dream about your husband and i i need to tell you about it because it's pressing on my Heart. He didn't say my words, but those words. But he said, um, he came, to, I dreamt that he came to me and he had, he, he was very cheerful and happy. He, he didn't us ever usually have a down countenance. And he said, but he had a very serious countenance. And he said, I, he said, what's, he asked my husband, what's wrong? And he said, um, there's something wrong with our family history 
And he said, what is it? And he said, it's only half done. And, and um, it's very important that it gets done. And um, I don't, I don't know anybody's that's all the way done, but we're both converts and he had quite a bit done of his side. And um, there's, there's where there's not dead ends through things that we, we just need more records to come forth. Um, there's still quite a bit of work done on my side. And so I um, was praying about it and just, you know, was, it didn't seem like it was just him telling me go and do more temple work and get more names and all that stuff. And it turns out that it was, the work is being done, but our ancestors, a lot of them are stuck. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and I went, oh, and this was about the same time that Avraham came into my life and, and started learning about that. But um, so just, just doing the work is not necessarily um, enough. So, mm-hmm. yeah, because if they, if they died in sin, they can't accept that work. They're stuck there. And it's a lot harder to repent on the other side. And that's where the, if you do a Davidic covenant for them, you're taking on that for them. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a little suffering involved. And uh, my first time, I was kind of scared, like at first, like, oh my gosh, you know, I already have some issues myself. But I, if, if this is what the Lord had, if this is in the plan, I can do it. And it was nothing but rewarding yeah that's really good yeah a lot of it comes from the story of david and and the story of hezekiah those are two really main examples of it but i mean we have enos we have alma the younger i mean there's lots of them that they give us the pattern and i find that most people when they hear the term davidic covenant they're like oh you're teaching some weird thing but but it really just boils down to the fact that we're not Christ. We, we don't perform atonement for other people, right? But he does allow us to become proxy saviors, which is the saviors on Mount Zion that it talks about in the scriptures over and over and over again, um, where we are able to, to help pay some of the justice on their behalf if they will at least agree to part of the law kind of a thing and so that's i don't know i'm not explaining that well (laughs) but um uh the the hezekiah story uh he was he had his people in jerusalem um uh, loyal to him and so as they were loyal to him and he was loyal to god that he was able to take the the boil on uh on his face nigh unto death and um uh, pay some of the justice behind their sins as long as they were able to keep at least part of the law that Hezekiah was able to, to give them. And so in a roundabout way, we, we try to apply that to our generations. And um, But it really, it only can come from the Lord to actually teach you what that means in your own life. Like I said, my mom gets it really easy. I have to like really work at it and like, what? Like some of the stuff seems really <laughs> kind of 
out there or uh, not clear kind of a thing. But then uh, when it does become clear, it's it's crystal clear what you need to do and and conversing um, uh, on their behalf and helping them through the atonement kind of a thing. Okay. But it's all becoming that that kings and queens of of our family. I I think this this is just me, but I think um, it, the Lord is letting us have that those opportunities to do that for ancestors, and He's teaching us how to be God through that, you know, like Him, and He's He's allowing us to experience a small measure of what he went through he's he's because you know he could do this like in a snap you know but he's allowing us that growth and that the ones that are wanting more and to learn more and stuff he's allowing them to experience some of this and I, that's what i believe is darlene are you talking about like what um tom mclaughlin talked about like um like um sacrificing for somebody else like, what kind of sacrifice can i make to rend the veil for somebody else kind of a thing yeah like, that's exactly what he is that what you, i got here late i we had family home evening so i got here as fast as i could <laughs> but is that what you're talking about yes exactly exactly and, mm -hmm. and are you just talking about that in prayer or are you talking about that like at the veil you're just talking about that in, in prayer right yeah Mm -hmm. okay okay i got it i i got it i'm i get it mm -hmm. and you can also take on davidic covenants for uh some of your posterity if they're having trouble and and you know you can help them that way because it's some some you can't reach you know just mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, like Avraham has a powerful example of that in uh, some of his Q and A's. He's he's talked about his story with his daughter that was in jail and just a, a wayward daughter or whatever. Entering into a Davidic covenant really saved her from herself in in that process. Is that on the website? That's interesting. Um, no, he he doesn't like to to put that story out there very uh, widely or anything, and so. Sure. Just in the the Q and A's that aren't recorded, um, uh, I've I've heard it twice anyway in uh, two of the three Q and A's. So if you come to one of the Q and A's and ask him about covenants, he'll probably share that story. Um, okay. When when did Todd talk about that? I'm trying to I I can't that doesn't ring a bell to me. I believe uh, that was one Sisters of Liberty video that he did. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you go back and watch that and I will do that kind of around like the halfway mark ish, if I remember right, but he starts talking about if a bishop were to start uh, paying a sacrifice to rend veils for yeah. uh, his, yeah. his congregation, etc. It's after Rhonda starts being quiet. <laughs> <laughs> it's when Rhonda shuts up, it gets good. <laughs> it, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, that she's actually first... a really good speaker she yeah that was my speak. first introduction to robin and i was like oh my gosh what an annoying uh, uh, she just interjects all the time well, it's and, robin that's right but then i have loved robin's material and stuff afterward or whatever i just had to get to know her a little bit <laughs> well, she just wouldn't let him present it she kept talking about scaffolding 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got one more question. Um, it's to you, Darlene. Um, have you noticed that when you do that, when you're paying the price, are you, is it only for one individual or does it seem to be the cascade effect because that first individual affected passed the iniquity on to others? Uh, yeah, I, I can see the iniquity passed on to my, my posterity. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely and uh, yeah does it loosen from them or just the one person that the lord told you to take i i i think the the curse gets broken uh, and things get repaired oh mm-hmm. the people that are still living well, I mean, everybody, I guess, uh, but that agency still comes into play. Like if they still don't want it, then they'll have to assume the curse just on themselves. But at least you've tried to break that, mm-hmm. that cursed uh, iniquity that, that they brought on. So yeah. Darlene, have yours been like super hard things? Because the couple that I've tried have been like super duper hard things. <laughs> Yeah, they, <laughs> I'm hoping for like easier challenges if I'm making price. I can't be honest and say that it's easy. It's it's not an easy thing, but it's a rewarding thing, and I wouldn't change it for anything. I okay, love it, yeah. I, and I'm going to continue with it. I'm gonna try cool. to clear out my line, and it it kind of gives you a sense of. Heavenly Father's love for you as an individual, that he allows you to to ascend the ladder, right? I mean, wherever we're at, whether we're being, because you kind of have to be led and and guided into Davidic covenants if you're you're ready and and wanting that, but that he cares enough to to tutor us in, in his ways. And, and some of that suffering is, is a hard concept, but yet um, it, I don't know. It's just brought me so close to Heavenly Father and um, and His love for me, or else I, I don't know if I'd really understand it. Um, but I don't know. It it's an amazing testimony builder um, that the whole process is is there laid out and and really our scriptures testify of it over and over and over again. I just hadn't ever mm-hmm. put the uh, the process there. Thank you. Mm-hmm. yeah so any more on on the endowment that was <laughs> a fruitful discussion <laughs> i did not expect it to to go there <laughs> um but yeah any other um sections and, and things that we want to uh, cover in uh these sections there i mean there's quite a few being born again and stuff if any of you have been following along in the four ordinations book uh that's kind of where i'm at uh justman made perfect being born again um there, there's quite a few um similarities in, in the uh, two different chapters that we're reading i was just a teeny bit behind um because of last week i wasn't here but the part about the mighty prayer and having the holy ghost help you with it that was amazing because i um makes sense because you always have a guide uh-huh. you never do anything alone and so to me all week I've been like why didn't I figure that out 
earlier. <laughs> I don't know. Here I am trying to figure out this puzzle. That was super cool. Yeah, right? It was transformational. And yet, the more I try at it, the worse I <laughs> I am. And like, I'm trying to get better and, and everything. Mighty Prayer is a, is a hard one to, to make well, a part of your life. Well, Michael Stroud, I used to follow him. I really love Michael Stroud. He, um, he taught us to have like a devotional, like before you start prayer to like have a little devotional every morning and like open your scriptures and read for a minute and even sing a little bit of a hymn and invite the spirit before you start to pray. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and it's worked, but I didn't realize that that's, I was inviting the Holy. I didn't really realize I didn't put it all together, but that, I think that's why. And so I need to start practicing that again, because I kind of, it's the part that's hard is that you've got to have time alone by yourself. Mm-hmm. uninterrupted yeah. the world like even you even the dogs like you, you know you know dogs you can't you can't be on me right now like it's yeah. just that's the hard part in my life is I don't really have always have somewhere that's just like alone mm-hmm. and I think that that's kind of the closet principle right in the scriptures which is interesting I wish I had a closet that big <laughs> <laughs> but that's just I need a bigger closet. <laughs> yeah, that's what you tell your husband I need a bigger closet so I can pray <laughs> I'm gonna have to sit in the tub without any water in it <laughs> <laughs> yep but yeah I I the world just gets coming at you so fast in the morning that uh it I don't know it, it's a hard one to to master and, and have time alone in the spirit with the Lord uh to the full extent that I crave it right but yeah, I think that that's just kind of one of our, our challenges to, uh, to make things priorities and, and realign our lives to make it possible kind of thing. But yeah, I'm, I'm right in the middle of that right now. Like, oh, I got to I gotta revamp. I got to retool everything. <laughs> but yeah, that, that mighty prayer section was transformative, to say the least. No, find it, Quincy. Sorry. I don't think it's, it's done the same coincidental that I keep thinking of your shoulder after (laughs) this stuff. It just seems like it's all tied together. I'm not trying to solve your shoulder problem, (laughs) but Cameron, what's up with the shoulder? I was like, (laughs) I don't know. I just hurt my shoulder in the middle of the night and I can barely move. I mean, it's very excruciating stuff. In the middle of the night. uh Yeah. I woke up and I mean, it's just gone like i mean it's so bad last night was probably the most painful night of my entire life i i was like at my wits end kind of thing but yeah (laughs) long story short oh sorry about that oh no you're good yeah it's just a learning (laughs) process it's a heavily spiritual journey that that the lord's put me on for some reason (laughs) i I kind of know the reason making your arm to the square is that what you're doing (laughs) that's exactly when it happened yes yeah (laughs) I didn't know if you wanted that said or not, but I, it happened when he's going to the square and yeah. So was it, so was it the adversary? Yeah, it was very much an adversarial attack, but I don't know to the extent of, of all of it. I mean, there's, there's a long journey. Uh, hopefully <laughs> as I, I work through it the, the next few days and stuff, I'll have a better explanation of the story, but 
I'm just like right in the thick of it right now. <laughs> we'll pray uh, for you. We will all pray for you. <laughs> That's exactly the wrong word. Just as good. I know. I know. I'm like this. Arm's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, because yes, the pattern is you know given to us in the temple, right? But yet, I mean, we we still have power over Satan, whether or not we can actually lift our dead arm <laughs> like we can uh that that was a great uh power and uh motivating force behind my my night and everything but but yeah it, it no relief came really until i got a a blessing i drove over to my dad and <laughs> he was on the couch and i'm like you have to give me this blessing because i cannot function it, nothing changed until then uh, sometimes I try to do things on my own so much that this one of the major lessons was to um, to, to reach out and be ministered to kind of a thing, which was which is a, another good principle that I, I needed to, to learn in that. Well, it shows that you're a threat to them. So <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. makes you feel any better. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I didn't have a good proper understanding, like if I hadn't been reading these chapters and uh, doing these things, I would have been like, oh my gosh, God hates me, really. But like, mm -hmm. with a proper perspective, you can you can face battles and challenges and, and things. Right. Problem, right? right? I'm so grateful for the, the learning and wisdom that these texts are providing the training wheels to help us go back to the scriptures and look at them with new lenses and go, oh, oh, I can finally understand. And then the spirit can start working on you and going, yes, I'm testifying of, of this principle and this principle. I mean, come follow me has been so amazing. I love Old Testament. So I, you know, I bring that to it, but man, the, these come follow me lessons, these, these past few weeks have just been amazing in all of this journey here. Well, we are probably helping somebody else that will have the same sort of a problem in the future. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, because you're not ready to be called Job yet, are you? No, <laughs> that's I'm like, okay, so my house is probably going to be burned down. I'm probably going to lose all my family. Like, <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> what was, I think it was Nancy, wasn't it? The uh, Emperor's New Groove, <laughs> this <laughs> certain death, impending doom, or whatever. Bring it yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Crocodiles at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, in this section, this whole thing we're supposed to do this week, right? And talking about coming to Christ and, you know, being able to be taught by Him. And one of the things that came to my mind was in 2 Nephi 31, we're given the doctrine of Christ, right? Mm -hmm. It tells us in verse 2 at the beginning, I'm going to tell you the doctrine of Christ. And then in verse um 21 at the end it says and this is the doctrine of christ so it tells you you know which is your your faith repentance baptism gift of the holy ghost right and yeah. then in chapter 32 in verse 6 it says behold this is the doctrine of christ and there will be no more doctrine given until after he shall manifest himself unto you in the flesh and when he shall manifest himself unto you in the flesh the things which he shall say unto you, ye shall observe to do. How many times have we read that verse and <laughs> thought, oh, well, you know, this is Nephi talking, and this is before Christ came to see them in the, you know, in third, in 
in third Nephi. And so, so whatever he's told them after he has manifest himself in the flesh unto them, that's, so now we, we go to third Nephi and what does he say? Right. Or, um, you know, it, we don't think about it. And I read that. And I was like, Oh, as an individual scripture, as an individual, we're supposed to do the things, you know, the doctrine of Christ. And that's what we're supposed to teach. Right. But once the Lord has manifested himself unto us, he's going to teach us something else and yeah. it's going to be glorious and it's going to be great. And whatever he teaches us, we better do. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and so I think that, you know, a lot of times we're like, oh, I really want this. I want to have this experience, <laughs> but maybe we're not ready to do what he's going to teach us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's probably a blessing if we haven't had it, the, that, you know, if for him not to teach us something, we're not ready to do. Mm -hmm. And so we have to change ourselves so we are ready to do what he says. And on, on page 298, in the middle, um, it says to dedicate ourselves to undeviating obedience to revelation is to be changed, reborn, and retooled into a likeness of Christ, taking upon ourselves the image of Christ, a process of increasingly more difficult obediences will bring us past many crossroads and along the straight course to power and purity. You know, um, what is it that we, that we promise in the sacrament prayers every week, right? To take upon our, to take upon ourselves his name to always remember him and as we do those things we will be changed he can then work in us but it's going to be increasingly more difficult obediences right and mm -hmm. many crossroads and at those crossroads at each one of those crossroads we're given the opportunity do you want to continue or not do you yeah. want to move on or not do you want um is this still what you want right do you still want to go down this path and we're given that opportunity to say, hmm, man, this is getting a little difficult. Can I choose a different mission, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Um, and, uh, you know, the next, the next um, paragraph, false ideas will melt away. Impure thinking will taste sour to our souls. Uninspired entertainment will repel and we will become pure in heart. In time, the voice of God will pronounce blessings indelibly everlastingly sure and we will know that our journey will end in glory so it, it's a process and it's different for each one of us um we had a very interesting fifth sunday in utah the utah area presidency um for those of you who don't aren't, aren't in utah the utah area presidency um, asked all of the wards for their fifth Sunday to have a very specific um, question and answer discussion. And they gave three questions. How does aligning with prophetic counsel bless us and help us draw closer to the Lord? Oh, what, dear. Does mean, uh -huh, uh -huh. what does it mean to place the, the Lord and sacred covenants at the center of your lives? And how will that protect us? from distraction, deception, and spiritual desensitization? 
And how will these principles help our ward become more unified and have more joy in living the gospel? Oh man, I can only imagine some of the fifth Sunday lessons. Utah area, yeah, yeah. Um, so one of the things that um, they broke us up into little groups, right? And I have no idea what the other groups did. We focused on the things that the prophet has taught us. You know, I brought up that article from Church News, of, you know, the 10 things the prophet has taught us in the last four years, right? Yeah. Not a one of them were the hot button topic that- Yeah, you um, stayed very safe from those and- Yep, you know. yep. And, and that was good. And, and I think that was good for our group. But um, it was it was very interesting when we were talking, then we came back in the group and have a discussion for the whole class. And, and Scott brought up about the, the sacred covenants. And he, he said the first covenant, do you wanna explain it or do you want me to explain it? <laughs> Before we came to this earth, we had that that one-on-one um, -on -one conversation with Heavenly Father, right? Here's your mission, here's your whatever. And, and Scott says, I think the first covenant we ever made was that we would hear him. Uh, yeah. That we would come down to this world and we would do what was necessary to learn to hear him. We would have to build a radio and then learn how to tune it and tune it into the right frequency so that we could hear the Lord and tune out everything else around us. And, and we have that, that we made that covenant first to hear him. And if we keep that covenant and we hear the Lord, it will help us navigate every other covenant, everything in our life, everything that we hear, that we see, that we experience, because then we will be able to hear what is true what is not what we should take from it and in what the interpretation is what the interpretation is in our life right you have a, a shoulder problem you know that you can't you you know can you move your shoulder more than this Cameron <laughs> that's what I could do <laughs> that was me two years ago yeah yeah yep. been there done there if I got that t-shirt but what do you have to learn from that you know, the things that I learned and the experiences that I had from not being able to move my arm and where that led me, probably going to be very different than yours, right? Mm -hmm. You have that for a totally different reason. It's exciting. What, you know, what yeah. is it? What is it <laughs> Who would what is, look what at that? Learn from this experience, right? Um, and we have, if we can keep that covenant of, hearing him that it doesn't matter what all the stirring around the world is and all the people getting upset about this or that or saying low here or low there or you have to do this or you have to do that because if we can hear the lord then all the rest is just noise and we can tune it out mm -hmm. but that is if that was indeed our first covenant that we made before we came here how does that protect us from distraction and deception and spiritual desensitization? You know, these questions are very good. I think when you have some people though that get stuck on um, one aspect of prophetic counsel and because it's easy for them to follow and 
they can they can do that and feel like they are okay i'm following the prophet and ignore all the rest of the stuff that he's ever said mm-hmm. so um it we didn't get into that aspect of the discussion in our ward luckily mm-hmm. um, yeah i can imagine it was very damaging in some other words there were some yeah. there were some um i i been reading online from some people that I know some very interesting reports but it it came down from the area presidency to all of the stakes and wards in the Utah area um which is it's interesting you know and so I stopped and I was like well I know what the you know we all look at these things through our certain lens the lens of what it is that we're focusing on or what it is that that's impacting us and and I'm like, okay, I know, I know what lens I'm looking at this and going, oh my, no, 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 you know. But it's it was interesting to hear some of the comments from other people about the what lens they're looking at this from. What prophetic counsel might they be having problems with? You know, we talked in our little group about removing the debris from our life. Mm, yeah. Right. And and what debris do you have to remove from your life? And and that's a very personal question for many people and um and so it made it into a rhetorical question because you know it was like crickets <laughs> but then somebody later on in the group just in the whole class discussion brought it up again and said you know I-, I think it's pride so for that person they thought about it and was like oh this is this is the debris i need to remove somebody mm. in one of the other discussions that my mom was in um, they were talking about the prophetic changes and the things that the prophet has done. And, and they, they said they had a real problem when women were allowed to be witnesses. Huh. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Darlene, I see your face. You're like, huh? And this is a woman who was saying that. And, and so I never would have thought. I thought, oh, that's great. That's fantastic. You know, my little 93-year-old mom was like, Really? I was so excited when that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing different little things that uh, each of the little tweaks and changes and stuff, like there's always two sides to it. And and there's always going to be some that, that may choose to get offended and being on guard for that ourselves, you know, like how can I, I save myself from being offended and just making sure that I rely on the Lord no matter what kind of thing. Yeah. And, and, and when you hear these things, what is it? I, I, I am hearing almost everything the church is putting out lately is hammering, follow the prophet, follow the prophet, follow the prophet. I'm going, what is coming? Yeah. What's coming? That's what I'm thinking. What is coming that so many people need to be reminded of this? Mm -hmm. Some of course are using it to beat people upside the head about um, certain mandates. Mm -hmm. And, and, and you can get just that far and, and, and figure that's what it is. But I, I think there's something else coming that the brethren see yeah. that is, um, that is going to be difficult for the rank and file members of the church. And if they are not willing to um, consider what the prophet is saying over the pulpit, right, then um, they're going to they're going to have some problems, yeah. you know? So you're saying they're bringing polygamy back, right? And that's what I'm taking from it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. 
Just kidding. I, I, I Is mentioned that really one of those things you want to have deal with. Camera, do not even say that. <laughs> I know. That's why I said it was because you were on here. I was like, yep. Um, I think I mentioned this before. We had a several months ago. We had a um, the regional meeting with. Um, Elder Renland came and it was a question and answer. Part of it was question and answer. Um, and the question was about, all, all, all the, 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 the big stuff, you know, and are we- The N's and B's. Yeah. <laughs> are we required to, is this a commandment and, and the the he talked about what it was and what it wasn't and then the last thing he said is um and and becky can correct me if um i'm not saying it right but what he wanted us to be left with is that president nelson is a seer and he can see what we cannot and so i'm thinking he could have said a lot of things but that is applicable to many things and uh, so, yeah. and I haven't forgotten guessing nobody else did either that was there yeah and it's been so interesting like the book of Nelson project I I think it came so timely to me but I think other people also needed it a little bit as well or else I wouldn't have been prompted to share but holy cow that was like totally solidified um you know, reading Sherry Dew's book was was great. Uh, I learned a lot from it as well. But like actually going to his words and seeing his preparation from talk to talk from all the way back 68 all the way to present. I'm like, holy cow, he is seeing things, you know, like he is a seer and stuff. And so as soon as everything hits and, and people are really faltering in uh, uh, the prophet overstepping his bounds or whatever kind of thing, it's like, no, I I just know that, that he's a prophet. So like, whatever it is, I, I, if something hits me wrong, I've got to be prepared so that I cannot get offended and turn away kind of thing. But like, take a, a step back and go, oh, okay. So if he's a seer, then this and that, and, and you know, just, it gives you a proper perspective on everything. And so uh, what both you and Nancy were saying, like, what is coming? Uh, he's a seer. Uh, he's he's got it on on lockdown if we follow the prophet and some things might be hard and uh you know definitely i i went through my ups and downs i think y'all know on 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 these mandates and, and things like but personal revelation all along the way was was crucial into um and i like what uh, uh scott brought there that like that that covenant of, of hearing him like actually getting to um that point when that covenant can can be renewed and we can actually hear him on a regular basis kind of thing i, I love that that whole perspective there but yeah i it, it's been amazing and i think it's going to be really timely for our group to to go through the book of nelson uh, i think we're going to see a lot of things hitting um i don't know i you know i'm not trying to be prophetic but like i think by april we'll we'll start seeing some of the the fruits of why the Lord had us go through President Nelson right then and why we all voted on it. And uh, that's our, our next course. I think it's going to be an interesting year, <laughs> to say the least. Well, you know, we are entitled to revelation. 
right? We are all. You're entitled to revelation for your book club. We're entitled to revelation on what is it that we need to study next. And if we truly take it to the Lord and say, Lord, what do I learn next? Where do you want me to go? Show me, you know, teach me the next thing that I need. It'll it'll come across your desk. It'll come one way or another. You will have that information brought to you. Now, do you recognize it? Do you um, welcome it? Do you say, oh, um, this is what I asked for. (laughs) Or do you go, oh, I don't have time for that. And and just shove it aside. And then if you do, it'll wait. And then, you know, maybe a few months later, it'll come back and you'll go, oh yeah, I really should have been reading that, you know, or or you'll get a small little prompting. You really need to read that. You need yeah. to read that. You're <laughs> specifically describing my example with fire of the spirit. Like you mentioned it and I'm just like, whatever. I don't have time for fiction. Uh, <laughs> and then, okay, well, it'll wait a little bit longer, but I really do need you to read it. And stuff. It's like, and then the pregame shows to all of our book clubs. <laughs> Got me hooked. I, I, well, uh, the second book of that series, Angels of Fire, sat on my bookshelf for probably nine months. Mm-hmm. I owned it. I read the first book and I started the second book. And for some reason, I, I only got maybe a chapter in and, and, and set it aside and went on to something else. And then a few months ago, it was, you need to, you really need to read that book. I was like, oh. <laughs> Well, I tried it before I started before. I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, so a month later, you should read that book. <laughs> it took me a couple of months of that kind of problem. And finally, fine, I'll get the book. And I was mm-hmm. trying to figure out where I was and I was totally lost. I'm like, okay, I will just start over. And that's what I needed. And at that time, I was ready for what was in that book. I don't think 10 months ago or a year ago, I yeah. was ready to read um, the things that were in that book and the concepts that were taught in the book. And wow, you know, mm-hmm. or I would have read them and it wouldn't have made the impact that it did. And I think a lot of that is because of the things that we've been studying and, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, exactly. It, it, the Lord gives us things, puts things in our path, gives us things to read. Um, and when we when we read something and we ask a question and we we just ponder that and go, okay, I'll have to think about that for a little bit. And then you go on to other things. He invariably will give you, you know, oh, here's a talk here, or here's a somebody wrote up something here, or, or here's some something written here. And you're like, oh, all these things have to do with this thing that I'm just pondering in the back of my head. Yeah. Oh. And it starts expanding. Yep. <laughs> it starts expanding. You get a few more pieces put in your puzzle. Mm-hmm. The Lord uses an economy of words. Whenever he communicates, he says the least in order to mean the most. But sometimes he may even give us a charge or a responsibility to teach a specific principle or idea to other individual or individuals. Unfortunately, we may not know anything about said topic. So therefore, in one command, he's telling us, one, to learn about it, research it. He's going to help you with that. And the two, in order to solidify that principle and idea in our hearts and in our minds, then we need to turn around and teach it. It's kind of like uh, 
a principle that we learned in scouting is that the best way to learn something is to teach it to somebody else. So oftentimes the Lord will give us an assignment of duty more than he will just get us to learn something. And therefore, in that economy of words and commands, he provides us uh, a dual thing where not only do we learn, but we're able to promote the same amount of learning with others. And then at that same time, we also encourage others who learn from, from our passing on to augment their learning through scriptures and prayer and, and fasting and, and pondering and then teach others. So I think that's that's something that we also have to realize that book clubs like this and other things is we are being we are being programmed or are being assigned the information and not to keep it to ourselves and say, oh, great, look at my lovely library. We are there to uh, provide information and disseminate it to places all around the world on either side of the veil. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is one of those sacrifices also that we make in addition to physical sacrifices that we could be taking upon ourselves willingly and lovingly. And I think the, that's uh, something, and the, the more we ask, the more the Lord provides. Um, but once again, he's not going to give you a task that he won't take you through. So, um, you know, right now, the fear of the unknown possibilities of pain, sorrow, or dis- dysfunction are, are a, a deterrent to us progressing and asking certain questions. But once we realize that no matter what it is we ask, the Lord doesn't just throw us in the deep end and expect us to just figure out how to swim. He does give us counsel. He has people on the bank giving us instructions. He has people all around us giving us instructions. But we still have to learn to do that swimming. And but. At the same time, there's people down under the water who are saying, ah, it's not that big a deal down here. Just come on down. Just stop paddling. Just stop swimming. Come on down and we'll 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 teach you how to We'll all drown together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not as scary down here as you might think. So the whole idea is wherever there's light, there's also an equal amount of darkness. However, you gotta realize one thing that no matter how dark a particular place is no matter how deep of a darkness it is it always exposes and uh, identifies the smallest amount of light because darkness can't cover light so there you go we have uh, we have those opportunities to increase and, and grow and you know sometimes like this some of the Aspects of today's program, I'll put it, have been um, a very enlightening thing for me. I had never thought of asking for um, the ability to suffer in behalf of my ancestors or or to, I mean, I've asked to solve some problems, but I've never asked in that Davidic covenant way that others have. Um, and I can see that to be a, a valid and very important part of my eternal growth that, um, you know, I, I've had some pretty fair shares of, of excruciating pains in my life. And the last thing I, 
I want is pain. Hey, I'm allergic to pain. It just hurts. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I I appreciate those who have uh, who participated and given information in today's program. And uh, I think that by learning together and by seeking to understand so that we can teach clearly and be edified by the spirit and with the spirit so that those who hear will be just as edified as we have been, then we will continue to propagate the Lord's light and pass it on from one person to the next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um as I'm, I'm putting a link in the, the chat, I didn't see Els in here. Uh, she posted uh, some slides from this Born Again presentation, which is excellent. So as I go through and get prepared for Group C, <laughs> uh, actually reading this section or whatever, I'm going to put that right in there and get that studied as well. I love that. I love when people can get it graphically lovely for me to, to study and <laughs> Put it all together. Yeah, I just found that somebody just posted that today in some Facebook group. I can't tell you where, but I saw it and I thought, oh, we're reading that. So I thought, okay. And I posted it to the Learning Zion, the WordPress one uh-huh. too. So yeah. I just thought it was really well done. Can you put those links on the Facebook um, Learning Zion? Because uh-huh, yeah, I've just been getting behind this week. <laughs> once we get out of the Zoom, we don't have access to the chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so uh, that's uh, so many times. L has such great links, and then I'm just like, okay, where'd this go? <laughs> I usually try to post into the Learning Zion, the WordPress one. I try to. There was a couple that I didn't, but I'm trying to post them there. If I remember, I remember mm-hmm. them in, when we're doing this, but then sometimes I forget afterwards to share them there. So I'm trying to be better to share them into the appropriate into the appropriate section in the learning Zion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been trying to get better at it. And so sometimes it's hard. I need like a secretary, <laughs> but yeah. because so I'm trying, to, yeah, if we all post our own, if we share links, we should all try to post our own, I guess, mm-hmm. really. But yeah, um, so- Not expect it, you to do it. <laughs> it downloads the chat for me really quick. So, I mean, it's just a matter of copying and pasting. So I just gotta get into that, that habit of, of doing that, but for sure, yeah. Um, yeah, um, the learning Zion on WordPress is a little harder to see and navigate on my phone than mm-hmm. the Facebook group. And so the Facebook group gets done. I do most of my stuff on my phone and my tablet. I try, if I sit down at my desk, I don't get up for hours and, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yep. you know, because there's so many things for, for me to do. And there's so much business stuff I need to do when I do it, my desk. And so I, I really, that becomes a huge rabbit hole. So, um, but I can, I can catch stuff while I'm doing dishes or whatever on my phone. So that's, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, for sure. That, that's where that's more helpful. Um, so somebody asked me to kind of put together the, the whole Davidic covenant, Hezekiah's life kind of a thing. And so I put that in the, the chat there, a link to, it's a work in progress. I haven't do- totally got it, but um, I went through because Hezekiah is like the prime example of um, what it, it it really means. There's so much to learn from it. I'm uh, just showing it to you really quick if, if you're interested. But so we find um, Hezekiah mentioned in Second Kings, Second Chronicles, and Isaiah. And so I created a harmony, and so it goes verse by verse throughout his life um, in chronological order. 
and uh, talks about um, each aspect. And uh, I'm starting to like post questions and uh, commentary on the side there. Um, anyway, but it's been super helpful to me as a reference to kind of go back and um, reference certain aspects of uh, generational and uh, Davidic uh, covenant language and, and things like that. Uh, when we're talking in uh, Avraham's uh, book, uh, Isaiah decoded, there's that um, uh, suzerain and vassal language um, that, that he mentions there. And I'm just trying to go through it. And uh, anyway, this is a, a great harmony of like going through and uh, comparing chronologically what Hezekiah went through and, and what we can learn from it. The, the whole thing is um, tied to uh, what is the Davidic covenant and how is President Nelson guiding us through these Davidic covenants. Um, but I haven't got fully to all of those explanations down below. I'm, so like it's a work in progress, but um, anyway, if you're interested, you're more than welcome to, to read through it. Oh yeah, where's that link? Um, I just put it in the chat here, but I'll I'll put it in. <laughs> I keep calling it show notes, but like uh, whenever I post the the stuff on Facebook and stuff, I'll. Okay. So thank you, Cameron. <laughs> mm -hmm. Can can you guys still hear me? Mm -hmm. I've been texting with my siblings, and. Um, and so I got distracted and, and somehow I've clicked off the Zoom. I can't see you guys anymore. But I wanted to add one thing on the Davidic covenant that we didn't talk about earlier is that there's always um, as, as someone on the next level or a seraph level that helps you through that. They help, so you're not going through it alone but someone from the other side that's on a higher level. So they're reaching down to help you with that. You always have a tutor and a mentor. Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And someone to sucker you when <laughs> you're just like, I, I'm in too deep. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's really good to know. Thank you so much. Uh -huh. Darlene, did I tell you that's, I found out that's why my husband is now on the other side of the veil. No, you didn't. Yeah, I found that out. And it's like, oh. I hadn't always known that he was there. That happened because there was things I needed to accomplish, but I didn't understand it until the pieces oh. for a while. So. Oh, that is, that's really special. So no. Doesn't that help, you know, with knowing that he's that close and everything and, and he's all part of the plan and stuff? I just think that's wonderful. I've been able to feel him from uh, yeah. one for a long time and, and, and now I know why. It's, but I, so I need to keep doing my part. So about, <laughs> about uh, after four months about four and a half months after he passed I he passed away then he's like okay honey come on let's go uh -huh. <laughs> he gave like, you time to mourn and then was, and then it's time <laughs> absolutely like are you kidding me are you kidding me 
but you know, <laughs> so I'm still in the process of getting my act together <laughs> to, to really do it, but I, I need to, because it's, yeah. it, there's, there's not, I did have a dream and I won't tell you about the dream, but there's not the dream. I, there, there was five minutes left uh, until um, I had five minutes. <laughs> so it, it's like, get on the ball. You gotta yeah. hurry. You can't just rest on your laurels here. No, no you've had enough time. <laughs> so, thank you for sharing that. Well, since I haven't really read the section, I don't know how much we actually <laughs> covered. I, I assume we did a great job, <laughs> but if not, we'll kind of catch it on the, the next one too. But it's been a fun discussion. Lots of different areas and, and things that I wasn't expecting. Can you guys still see me? Yeah. Cause I'm gonna wave goodbye. I was hoping I'm not just waving <laughs> at the computer. <laughs> we can see you. Okay. to the glory of God section. Light equals truth equals spirit of Jesus Christ equals glory equals intelligence. I love that. So, you know, look at those words. Look at the scriptures that have those words in them. Look those up maybe in the topical guide and and see where they are. And then you can plug in. Try reading some of those while plugging in the different words. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it just unlocks, doesn't it? It does. Huh. So light it's amazing how many literary layers there are to scriptures. I mean, there's, there's so much. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So page 285 is where that is. Light equals truth. Are you saying you can substitute one for for another? Yeah, that's what he said. It's light equals truth equals the spirit of Jesus Christ equals glory equals intelligence. So go and and look up in the topical guide those different words and then read the scriptures, but in insert a different word, one of these other words for it, and see what meanings that unlocks for you. Thank you. That's awesome. There's so many things to study all the time. <laughs> I'm going to try to put that one on my. We, we have so much. We have so much to study in so little time. I know. One of my biggest things is like always making the scriptures priority versus because there's so many extracurricular readings that are fun and everything but it's just like okay now i got to go back and, and plug it into to actual scriptures and so like that right there what you're saying is like okay that's, that's my next excellent like scripture chase kind of thing going through linking all those things together and, and finding uh, the spirit testifying of those as i am learning those in the, the standard works glad i could help a little tiny bit <laughs> that would be a cool way to study the book of mormon the next mm -hmm. time through yeah for sure yeah just make a little poster or something that has light truth spirit of jesus christ glory intelligence whatever and you can just move it mm -hmm. you know with you through the book and then as you're reading oh this is one of these words let me let me see mm -hmm. how this comes out mm -hmm. yeah i don't know That's i probably told you guys like my book of mormon study right now it's been so fun but um taking every single person that's mentioned in the Book of Mormon, just chronologically, and 
plotting them on on their chart so i have a little chart for every single person where they're at if they're on the zion jerusalem level or if they're on the jacob israel level what laws they're obeying and what their blessings or curses are by obeying or not keeping certain laws or ordinances and and mapping out their their descents their ascents and stuff i mean <laughs> it's such a nerdy study but like oh my goodness it is so enlightening to see um certain patterns of like uh, for example like on the zion jerusalem level like there's these certain laws that are there that i didn't really know were laws that didn't apply to the jacob israel level but they were on the zion jerusalem level and example. give an example <laughs> all of a sudden i knew you're gonna put me on the spot dang it um so like in um just Nephi and, and his family, right? As they're they're coming out of Jerusalem, we have Laban and uh, Zoram and just all of these these people. And so taking them and, and mapping them out, what different uh, levels there are. So um, Lehi starts out the the narrative that we currently have, right, in the scriptures. He starts out on the sun servant level, and Nephi's on the Zion Jerusalem level. And his brothers are actually, when you look at the plotting of it, they're actually on the Zion Jerusalem level as well, but they soon fall because of, of certain aspects. And I, I forget the, the words that, um, to the actual law that they're, they're disobeying. But um, anyway, uh, one of the things or whatever, they fall, Nephi ascends, and right away, Nephi is ascending to the sun servant level in um even before i realized he did any uh, anyway it's just such a fun study to like plot out people's progression their spiritual progression through um uh, the lens of isaiah because nephi is so masterful at his quoting of isaiah uh surely he would incorporate some of those principles right and so i'm looking through it and i'm like yep they're all here <laughs> every single uh one of those things it's been such a fruitful study and I, i'm not even through first nephi yet it's been like months but um it, it's it's quite intense trying to to map out someone's life but i can see and resonate with some of those things in my own life going oh like <laughs> that's exactly where that came from either a blessing or a curse kind of thing and uh start resonating and and living in the scriptures and recognizing how these blessings really do flow into our lives and stuff I, I was such a nerd back in high school in English class I really loved when our teacher taught us how to diagram a sentence and and actually chart it out with the the verbs that are on the downside and prepositions and everything I loved that and then um <laughs> applying that to this I'm like I love studying other people's progression through uh, Isaiah's ascents and everything. It just makes so much sense to me now. <laughs> well, so you, weird. you learn, you learn and internalize all of those progressions, you know, in yeah. Isaiah so much more when you're focused on them trying to figure out where it is, right? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. um, and when you're focused on, okay, what law, what law is here? That's what I was like, what give me example of a law that they didn't keep that caused them to fall yeah, and fall. that's that's what i was just wondering is what what you had seen i'm i'm a 
I'm one of those people, I hear these things at 40,000 feet and then I'm like, but what does it look like? Yeah, what does it look <laughs> like? An example, I'm like, oh yes, okay, now I, I, I get that. So that, <laughs> this is a purely selfish, tell me <laughs> what does it look like? Yes, so uh, for example, on the Zion Jerusalem level, uh-huh. It is a law to cry unto the Lord, not to just pr- pray unto the Lord, but to cry unto the Lord. It's a law on the Jacob Israel level, just below it, to pray to the Lord. But on the Zion Jerusalem level, you are to cry unto the Lord. And then, um, I mean, obvious ones, you know, believe all the words of anybody that's that's further up on the ladder to not rebel. Um but another one was on the Zion Jerusalem level, it is a law to speak unto the Jacob and Israel level of your personal experiences. And I didn't realize oh, that. But really? You can see it all throughout First Nephi when they obey that, when they speak of their personal experiences, they ascend. But when they don't, they receive a curse. You have to open your mouth. And that's what like Scott was saying earlier. If you, oh. if you get these things and hoard them, you actually get a curse versus you have to speak to those directly beneath you on the ladder to help them through. You're given those experiences for a reason. And um, what if they don't like what you're saying? It doesn't matter. Uh, they have their agency on their level to believe the words or to deny the words and, and stuff. It, but it is a law that has consequences. Oh, I missed that before. That is so good to know. Yeah, it, it was amazing. And so, yeah, I have, um, so I'm, I'm marking the scriptures that way, having a personal chart for every single person. But then on, I have like a collective Zion Jerusalem, here's the law and here's the blessings and cursings of the laws that I'm finding. Um, anyway, it, it's a slow process, but it has been so amazing. And even the Jehovah level of, okay, here's Jehovah, the pre-mortal Christ, right? And his interaction with his people, there's certain laws that you can pull out that he's living to bless and help those others ascend. And anyway, it, it's amazing, really. Are those laws listed somewhere in Avraham's book? Or are they just the things that you have found as you've been reading? Those have just been what I've been finding and stuff. They could be in Avraham stuff. I haven't uh, went through that because I really want to get to Avraham's book, uh, Studies in the Book of Mormon, right? And um, Last Days and all of that. I'm sure they're, they're probably mentioned in there. But um, these are ones that I've just found. And I try to only study this when I'm like full on in the spirit so that I, because it's it's a hard study. And so if I'm not, if I'm just kind of like in a mood to, uh, somewhat skim <laughs> i hate that that happens but you know if i'm not fully in it then i don't use this study but when i'm when i'm meaning to study this is the the one i do and oh man things pop out and like the spirit will testify of it that's a law that's the law and that's the blessing that's the fruit of it and and it always happens nephi is so masterful at it he always says the law and immediately after he tells the blessings and cursings of said law uh, I don't, I haven't went through all of the other prophets, but at least in Nephi, he is following that pattern always. He states the law and immediately goes to the blessings and cursings of the law. So you're just doing the Book of Mormon right now? 
yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm only in first Nephi still, but yeah. Your study skills amaze me. Like, yeah. I, why didn't you teach us? Like, we should have had study 101 with Cameron before any of this. Because your skills I just are like really way above my head. I, no, I'm, I don't know. That was just one of the things, but it took Isaiah decoded and all of that to, to get through. Cool. No, I, I'm not great at studying. I, <laughs> I really like chiasmus and so that's kind of my pet project with president nelson right is going through and studying uh, the chiastic structure but i don't know it's just little things get shown to you and uh, your process is going to be way different than my process and, and well and our process develops over time right yeah. and and i think that's part of what this this study group has really helped us is all we've all been developing our processes and how we study now, I think is way different than how we studied a year ago when we were starting this, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm looking in my notebook, right? That I have on, on um, the Book of Mormon and I see, I, I, I have these written but I didn't write it that way, right? In as much as you shall keep my commandments, there's the law, you shall prosper and shall be led to a land of promise. Yea, even a land which I have prepared for you, right? There is the blessing that comes from keeping the law. Yeah. So if you understand, so there's an example of how Nephi states the law and states what you get. So now you just go through and you start looking as you read when he says, in as much as you do this, or in as much as you, in as much as you shall keep your, the commandments, you shall prosper in the land of promise, right? He says that mm -hmm. two chapters later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and so yeah. that one example that I had where, you know, it's a law to uh, share your experiences with the Jacob Israel level, mm -hmm. like not half a page later, and it lays out that it's actually a curse to not share those same exact things with the Babylon level. So once his brothers descend to the Babylon um uh, once they're cursed from not obeying his first stories he's not allowed to tell them more but he can tell sam and jacob right <laughs> like he can tell his other younger brothers but he can't share those same experiences with babylon because that's a law of casting pearls before swine and so you can only do it to the the level directly below you some experiences you're allowed to tell others to the other levels but anyway that i i just felt like i needed to clear that up <laughs> well that that's a great insight karen because think about that a lot of the criticism that we hear from people right um for the brethren is that they don't tell us anything they're not giving us mm -hmm. any more information in conference but conference isn't just going to the jacob israel level yeah it's being broadcast to babylon and so they, it would be a curse on them if they were to share these things to Babylon. Yeah. And that's why General Conference has morphed over the years. The early pioneers, they were saying it to people on a certain level and they could speak more freely. But now right. it's the general level. Yeah, because before it wasn't broadcast the way it is now. Yeah. But now that it's broadcast like that, they can't. Oh, that makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. It does, doesn't it? Yes. That's like an aha moment. I live yeah. for those. <laughs> when I was reading it, I was like, oh, I finally understand. Wow. Oh, yeah. Can I, can you, me, me. 
<laughs> Can I add a little bit to that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. On page 297, it talks about the paradox of revelation. And then um, uh, 298, it says, um, so when a person's heart and soul are not fixed upon righteous obedience to God at all hazards, then obtaining greater truth prematurely puts them in a great at greater risk and and thus the mercy of god makes it easy to abandon climbs that we are not yet prepared to sustain so we don't want to do that to ourselves or to other people um exactly. we yeah. because yeah. everybody has their agency right and we are accountable for any knowledge that we've been given and anything that we've been taught and if we are taught something prematurely and we are accountable for that, but we're not ready to live that, then that does become a curse for us. Mm -hmm. And and so, yeah, that mm -hmm. is. Hmm. Yeah, and like my journal thing, like I'm <laughs> constantly promoting that now, it seems <laughs> need to go on the road with it. But on the sun servant level, it is an actual law, a commandment that you make a record of your proceedings. If you don't, you descend right away. And you can see, like, through the scriptures, uh, this one was just kind of, it was coming to mind different examples of it. I haven't got to those yet, but anytime, you know, especially through, uh, let's see, Jacob, Venus, Jeremiah, and I, words of, like, all of those that, like, only wrote, like, a verse or whatever, they were disobeying that. They weren't making a record of their proceedings, and you've seen what happened to their people. Um, they, they had oh. the opportunity being led by Jacob and Nephi to great heights, yet they started not recording and uh -huh. anyway that's there's some wow. ones in there but how detailed does that record of our proceedings have to be yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> what qualifies <laughs> well, i'm not trying to split hairs here well, i'm just trying to find i get the much. feeling that they did not have the spirit with them in order to know what to write down to begin with so mm -hmm. I think it's kind of like uh, it's a serendipitous event where um, not only were they not writing it down, but they weren't figuring out what to write down because they weren't being inspired how to annotate it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whether the chicken came before the egg or the egg came before the chicken, I think it's pretty much the same. But I like the understanding that by not even trying to do so they never sought the spirit in order to be inspired to write it down mm -hmm. whereas at least if we are not we can seek that spirit and we can start to move up and not just abandon the whole project yeah oh, man i wish i could like have each of you in my my personal study as i'm going through these ones because those insights are, are awesome i it helps really kind of crystallize some of those principles that um are in there the stuff you just told us just gave us all of some aha moments so <laughs> you know it, it's mutual maybe and that's our next thing i don't know we need to study the book of mormon together and chart out <laughs> oh man that would take up so much time but it would be awesome to to study it, all together that's fascinating i think to bring all those concepts in to understand why that is in the book of mormon that's mm -hmm. there. Everything's there for a reason. Yeah. Well, and we could all take a different character and map it out and just like a little share, you know, because mm -hmm. I know Alethea already does that. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I and then um, I have too many different things that I'm studying. I know. <laughs> hurt my head trying to get to that too. Um, and then L Sheldon. I'm just not getting it done because I it's taking me so long, right? You know, mm -hmm. I'm 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 right there with you on the you know the Book of Mormon stuff. I've been working on this for a couple of years. Yeah. You know, but I have all these other things I'm doing too. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's hard to get to everything. And, you know, that's like I said, it's not like every day that I'm doing that project because I have, I really want that one to be like fully in the spirit and stuff. So, you know, I'm only through First Nephi. It's a, a very slow process, but um, the rewarding benefits out of it are, are huge. <laughs> but then uh, it never fails. Like when I try to explain it, uh, give me examples. I need, I need an actual. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I got a real kick out of the fact that uh, that now there is much more meaning to and my father dwelt in a tent oh man that is a huge verse i just thought i just thought that was a giggle ever yeah. since but then when i realized that that in and of itself uh those three or four words mean a whole lot more than uh my dad liked to camp you know mm -hmm. yeah it's huge uh, <laughs> that one's distilled upon me in a couple different ways or whatever and I was like oh my word like yeah I, I always just had it as a, a throwaway verse but no it every single thing has meaning especially when these prophets aren't writing in like real time sometimes they're going back and and orchestrating this master literary piece every single thing has, mm -hmm. has so much meaning into it and its placement mm -hmm. So if you look at the chiastic version of my father, uh, my father dwelt in a tent versus the the parallelisms that are there and uh, this uh, Isaiah's ladder kind of thing. I mean, there's so much to, to that verse. I love it. Well, you know, and Nephi, Nephi's record was just copied verbatim in the back by by Mormon, right? Mm -hmm. Everything else we have was abridged by Mormon. Mormon saw our day and picked and he picked and chose things that we needed, right? Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, when I found these small plates, I'm gonna stick these in the back." <laughs> and we're so lucky, and and that's why we can see all of that, right? With all of that richness of of Nephi's of Nephi's writings, um, but when you sit and look at why were certain years mentioned and certain years not yeah why were you know certain especially in third nephi if you look in some of those right in this year this happened and this year this happened and and line them up with where we're at and then you <laughs> go oh, hey all right this is yeah this is about right yep <laughs> And, and, and you go, well, what's coming? Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, the Book of Mormon is absolutely crucial to all of that. It, it's amazing. I mean, not that I've ever, like, you know, not regarded the Book of Mormon, but, like, I have um, really opened my eyes to how little I treated it back then. And now it's, like, it's literally everything. <laughs> how lightly you treated the Book of Mormon, right? It's so mm -hmm. Yeah, I was under that condemnation. You are working on lifting that condemnation from yourself. 
Mm -hmm. and as more and more of us do that right as we work to lift that condemnation from ourselves yeah then we're able to make another step towards zion mm -hmm. for sure yeah. <laughs> well that took another turn that i didn't expect <laughs> but it was a fun one <laughs> you're like in the middle of you're in the middle of a road rally doesn't it yeah it's, it's coming fast um, L. Shelter, another um, a book from Cleon Skousen, The Majesty of God's Law, It's Coming to America. I have not even heard of that one before. That one's yeah, gonna be a friend let me borrow it. It's a huge book, but it goes right along with the Old Testament. It's a lot about how the law in the Old Testament, and he talks about the law and the cursings in there too. Okay. Yeah. So I thought it's really applicable for what we're studying this year with the Old Testament, and I just skim part of it but it's really interesting and it kind of has to do with liberty and the founding fathers too mm -hmm. so at least the first quarter of it that i've skimmed read through but it's really pretty interesting it's easy reading so but it's a lot mm -hmm. of stuff so yeah. i thought it kind of goes on what you were talking about you know finding the laws and he's kind of done that with the old testament already mm -hmm. yeah. so yeah, i thought it was kind of kind of nice it's interesting it's available um from amazon hardcover for 30 bucks and kindle for 7.95 okay yeah mm. and if you order today you get a free set of gifts <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, there's going to be fewer and fewer people who get that joke <laughs> yeah, isn't that? I'm extremely confident in this group. Yeah, <laughs> that they would get that one. Right. What were you going to say, Darlene? I was just saying, um, it's interesting how our prophet today, President Nelson, is all about law, the laws, and everything, and in uh, so many of his t talks, even before he was. Uh, the president of the church, but I don't think that's a coincidence that he's at, here at this time and and telling us about the laws and trying to get us to understand and stuff. But anyway, couldn't help but think. We're beginning to see is we're beginning to see that actions done by different people are not random. Yeah, they, they each have a purpose and they each have a, uh, a, a specific outcome. And only those people who are looking to understand the Lord and his plan will be able to see the, the connections between one action and another. Mm -hmm. But for other people, it's just, just watching a, a, a ping pong match. You know, uh, the ball goes where it goes and then the paddles move in order to catch the ball from wherever it's going. But in our particular case, when we're being able to see, we can see the adjustments on the paddles sending the ball in a different place. And, or whoever knows uh, some kind of a better analogy, but the idea is once your eyes begin to open, you begin to see the players in the chess match. You begin to see the things that are going on inside their heads. And you're able to not only see what they're doing, but you're also to, able to understand why they're doing it and maybe to be able to 
possibly interpret or anticipate some of their next moves. And I think the Lord is doing that on purpose because he is training us to be able to make wise and righteous decisions in the future. And he is just establishing a pattern. Mm-hmm. And as we begin to uh, learn more and experience life more and in, in the, in the way the operations of the father and the son, then of course we'll be making the same choices and making the same mm-hmm. in our lives to uh, adjust those things that are more preemptive and uh, uh, better effective for things in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, it's been fun. If you have any other fun things or links or whatever, send them my way. I'll I'll try to get these posted on Facebook in a timely manner. I can't promise it'll be tonight, but um, yeah, it, so much to think about and uh, study this week. It's <laughs> it's gonna be well, a good thing you don't pay by the hour for this lecture hall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, we all need to chip in because you have to pay for our website by the end of the month. So every group, I'm telling everybody to donate to the website because it's $1,200. So everybody's going to try to pitch in. So if you have some extra cash, you might want to Venmo him because that's a $1,200 bill that he uses just for us. So just plug it in there because he gets really embarrassed she's my fundraiser <laughs> her and Stefan. thermometer <laughs> on there cameron <laughs> when's it due um it comes at sometime in the first part of march each year but okay. i mean like that's that's my donation to to the study or whatever. I don't expect donations and stuff, but Kathy and Stefan took it upon themselves to fundraise for me. <laughs> I mean, everything's appreciated, like, but you know, I, I consider that my my gift kind of thing. Um, trying to, you know, put these together and put the podcast and stuff. Uh, by the way, I, I can't remember where we're at on stuff, but those, these discussions, these group discussions are available now on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts so that you can get those easy. Um, the read-alongs, those are only available on the website since, I mean, obvious copyright issues and stuff. So I'm just recording those as read-alongs uh, for, for this group. Uh, as soon as they do come out with audiobooks, I'll, I'll be deleting those. Uh, I'm not trying to <laughs> steal or make money off of, of other people's works. It's just as we're kind of reading them together, uh, I'm doing those read-alongs. But um, those are private. But these discussions, uh, some people have asked it about the podcast to be more accessible. So um, Google and Apple both approved those finally. And so if you go onto the Learning Zion website and um, you might be able to just find them freehand on um, searching on Google or, or uh, Apple, but um, I've got the links on, on Facebook as well. I, I posted those earlier this week, uh, the links to those, those podcasts. Um, but yeah, anyway, thank you all for showing up. Quite a lovely discussion, two hours long, but I probably babbled way too much. Sorry. Well, then um, we didn't have the six o'clock to seven o'clock, so you had yeah. to get two hours of talking. Put it all in into the eight o'clock. <laughs> I love it. Yep. 
All right. Well, we'll see everyone later. Have a great week. Great week, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.